Hi, and welcome back to The Abnormal Christian. I am Brad Mason. I'm here with my wife once again, Natasha Mason. And she is not paying any attention. She is farm. No, what are you not? It's not Farmville. What is it? It's Heyday. Heyday. She's over there playing Heyday you on got her me phone. So to I it. didn't do it. I haven't played Heyday in like a year or so. Anyway, so uh, we're back again. Uh, this will be a episode fourteen. Um, we kind of did the episode uh, when we did episode fifteen. We do them at maybe two at a time if we can. And um, uh, for some reason, she deleted it. So. Hey. Oh, oh, you're looking at me. That is such a lie. <laughs> you're looking at me like, what are you talking about? So there was there was some technical errors with that episode. So we've kind of decided that we would do it over again. So uh, we've got to try and, and we've got well, we've got to try and remember what that episode was about, um, and then we will pick up from there. So hopefully you've been listening to the Abnormal Christian the podcast. Uh, we appreciate you for giving us uh, a little bit of your time. We ask that you would just share it with your friends and tell them, hey, check these two people out. They're kind of interesting. Um, they talk about things from a different perspective, maybe a little bit um, a little bit strange, um, a little bit different. That's the hope and the goal of the podcast, again, is to really just uh, be abnormal and outside of the box because I think Christianity as a whole can be uh, it can be in a box so much. One of the, probably the next episode we're going to cover is um, worship and kind of what is that? Oh yeah, you're going to like that. What is worship? So we'll talk a little bit about that in the next episode. Uh, one of the things that I thought really interesting, I t- talked to somebody this week, and um, we were talking about the topic of religion and what it really was. And uh, this person was like, you know, I think he, he his statement was, I think everybody who follows organized religion is uh, an expletive idiot. Um, and so that's the best <laughs> way of putting it. So he, he uh, you know, and, and you think, um, I was thinking about this today because I do another podcast with a friend of mine. And I still come at it from, um, it's kind of like a Christian's perspective from me of the world and the way I see things, right? And I was thinking about that today, and I thought, you know, it's interesting because um, Christianity is tolerated up to a point. There's a, there's a point where the world is going to say, we'll listen to you, and you can be a Christian, and you can you can have your faith, and you can do all that. But now go sit in the corner and exactly. be quiet. The moment that you make that known, the moment that it becomes something that everybody's aware of, then it becomes a problem. Um, because on that podcast, I don't... You know, I don't make direct, um, I don't, biblical quotes and things, you know, so. No, well, I mean, you're talking about movies sure. and video games. Sure, and so and it's stuff. interesting. I mean, it's just different to me because I think the moment that you bring Christianity into the world, um, people get offensive or defensive really quick because. Uh, I believe in God. Yes, there's there's some sudden judgment. You know, this is this gentleman that I was talking to this week. That's exactly what he said to me is that, you know, hey, I pray. I believe in God. I pray. Um, but I just think anybody who believes in uh, organized religion's, uh, you know, an idiot. And I, and so my question to him was, well, then who, who, what God do you pray to? And he never could answer it. He never did answer it, um, because the God he prays to is probably the God that he has created for himself. And that's exactly what it is. To his own mind. Right. Anytime you get away from the the God of the Bible, the God of the Scriptures, you know, I think once you get away from that. Um, you are worshiping something that you've created in your mind and something that you want to worship, not necessarily the God of heaven. Um, and well, you so, can't really be accountable if it's just a, a vague thought in your mind. 
No, sure. no, you can't. you're not, and, and it's not offensive. I think the two things he said, he grew up in the Catholic Church, and he said the two things he took away from that were to love your neighbors, he should love everybody, and that you should not judge anyone. And so he said, if the world could do that, it would be a great place. And I said, well, that sounds wonderful, but everybody's always judging. It's a, you don't even have to be religious. No, everyone. He's sitting there judging religious people and calling them idiots because of his viewpoint. So the idea that the world would be a better place if everybody would just love each other and not judge each other sounds great in theory but it's never going to happen that is not a reality that anyone lives in even atheists who don't believe in god they're done with religion they have nothing to do with it they can be some judgmental people they're judging people around them that's what we do um you know and then we have to set standards and we have to set rules and laws and all that stuff and then you got to figure out whose opinion matters more than somebody else's who was you know if there's no higher moral authority telling you murder is wrong then who who has the right to tell you that murder is wrong if there's no god to say it you know so everybody just knows that yeah and you would think so but anyway we get back to and all that i say all that to bring us back to the original point of episode 14 that we talked about was a video that went around on facebook i don't think it went viral i think everybody says their stuff goes viral on you know it's gonna go viral on the internet Mm -hmm. viral really means if 10 people watch it so that uh, in my opinion that's viral i guess so anyway it was a video of the pope and he was um he was sitting there in his in the pope chair and he was giving his pope speech (laughs) and he had his pope hat on his pope robe and um there was a little boy who was going to ask him a question and um the little boy was taking questions from the crowd i think little boy was embarrassed and didn't want to uh I questioned the Pope in front of everyone. So the Pope called the little boy up, and he uh, he spoke to him. And I guess uh, what was it? It wasn't Latin. It was probably Italian or something like that. So he speaks. You know, he's talking to this little boy. The little boy's whispering in his ear, and then he turns around and goes and sits down. And uh, the Pope then addresses the audience and says, "Well, the little boy just asked me. Um, the little boy just said that his dad was an atheist and they didn't believe in God, um, but he sent all of his children to be baptized in the church." Um, and that he took care of them um, before he died, but that his dad had died and was an atheist. Did he go to heaven? This is the question the little boy asked the Pope. Did my daddy go to heaven? Um, and, you know, you felt, and I told you I, I felt for the little boy because you... Hmm, it's hard to think about your loved ones burning in hell. Yeah, absolutely. You and you're, it's your dad, you know. I mean, you don't want to think, I don't, you don't want to think something happened bad to your dad. Even if you don't know your dad, nobody would still want to think, well, well, maybe there are situations where people want somebody to rot in hell. But mm-hmm. I mean, you wouldn't think that's necessarily what was going on, especially this little boy, because his dad had been so good to him and taken care of him and provided for him. And so but obviously he made his feelings about God known if the little boy knew. Yeah. Because he, he was only like maybe eight nine or ten right well the word atheist and knew that that's what his dad i don't think his dad was a really an atheist i think his dad was more probably of uh if you send your kids to get baptized you're trying to cover two sides of the field you know you're you're admitting you're saying to yourself i don't really believe that but just in case just in case there is a god i want my i don't want my kids going to hell i don't believe in hell but i don't want them to go there if there is so that's not atheism that's almost agnostic it's 50 50 you're trying to play both sides of the field so anyway uh the little boy asked the pope and um, for those who don't know, if you're not a Catholic, I'm not Catholic. We're not Catholic. No. Uh, we don't have anything against Catholic people out there at all. Love every one of you. If you're Catholic and you're listening to this, hopefully you're getting something out of it. God bless um, you. But the leader, the top dog, the head honcho of the Catholic Church is 
is the Pope. He sits there, and, and according to the Catholic Church, the things that the Pope says, um, he is speaking as the voice of God on earth. Jesus has gone to sit at the right hand of God, and in their view, there is no voice of God on earth other than Scripture. So the Pope is supposed to be the current voice of God on earth. So if whatever comes out of his mouth is as good as God saying it. So anyway, so the Pope goes back. Let's go back. He goes back, and he talks about the little boy asking him the question, did my daddy go to heaven? He was an atheist. And the Pope starts talking about how, um, you know, your dad was a good man, and he, he loved you. He was a good you. dad, and Jesus or God was a good dad. And- sure, and he sacrificed his son. And, and because God is a good father and because he cares about all of us he's going to see the good that your dad did he's going to see how you know and he's going to account that and and he told the crowd that the little boy's dad probably went to heaven and you know i think we've talked about that i think it's when we originally talked about this it was all over me because i think it just upsets me to think that this man is leading this ginormous group of people around the world in their faith and um and he is the top he's supposed to be so educated and so smart and he's supposed to know the scriptures like nobody's business and he is so dead wrong and he people is people take what he says as gospel absolutely absolutely we did i think we talked about lent on one of our other episodes which is a catholic holiday and how it's made its way over into um the church and how the church is observing lent and it's not biblical in any way since shape or form but it's because of the catholic church and the pope has said so and this is you know so and this episode is not to bash the catholic church the episode is to tell you that the pope is absolutely wrong and you're gonna you know you could sit there and you could say no hang on he is the leader of this mega mega church it's a mega movement. He's the leader of the Catholics. There's millions of people who follow him. And Brad Mason and Natasha, you're just two people sitting uh, on your podcast. And you're how, who are you to and say? That's true. Who are we to say where somebody goes, heaven or hell? And that's absolutely truth. We do not define whether somebody goes to heaven or hell. We don't set that standard, and neither does the Pope. He doesn't get to set the standard. He doesn't. He's not going to be sitting, it's not going to be God, Jesus, and then all the Popes sitting there, and they're going to be judging people. That's not how it works. Court. Right. It's not going to work like that. It, the Scripture tells you how it works. The Bible is the authoritative, um, it is the authoritative voice of God on what happens. Um, so you go back. Let's just use. Let's go back to the story in the scripture. There's a man who comes to Jesus by night. His name is Nicodemus, and he asks Jesus, um, "What do I have to do?" And this is a specific question he asks. What do I have to do to enter into the kingdom of heaven? He didn't say, "What do I have to do to you know make money or anything like that?" He wanted to know, "When I die, what do I have to do to enter into the kingdom of heaven?" And Jesus told him. He said, "That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. You must be born again." That's what he told him. That is the single definitive thing that separates you from the world that's what separates everybody from going to heaven you want to know heaven and hell what are, what is the one thing that separates people from going heaven and hell and it is this born again thing that has to occur so when you look at this little boy and i feel so sympathetic for the little boy but at the same time his father um made it vocal that he didn't believe in jesus and he didn't believe in god he denied him on earth he was not born again scripture says that in the book of Revelation, that there are a couple different books in heaven that are opened up. Um, and one of them, one of the books is called the Lamb's Book of Life. And it says, whoever's name is not written therein 
is cast into the lake of fire. Their name is not in the Lamb's book of life. The Lamb's book of life is where everyone who has been born again, that's where their name has been written down. And if your name does not appear in the Lamb's book of life, you do not go to heaven. You don't get in. This is not, again, it's... it's um. It's so deceptive, and I think the reason it disturbs me so much is that the Pope is leading all these people, and all he has to do is say something, and people are going to buy into it. Well, you know, and this is the point we have. When people die, nobody ever goes to a funeral and stands up and says, you know what, Bill lived like the worst person I ever knew. He was so horrible and hateful and mean, and he hated God, and he hated Jesus, and he went. He probably went to hell. Nobody ever does that at a funeral. because well, that's rude. Right, but, but even <laughs> the people mean? that know it, but there's always going to be somebody who's going to stand up and say, well, you know, he's in a bed better place today no 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 absolutely not some people who die wake up in a worse place than they were five minutes ago i mean it's the absolute it's the reality of the scripture and this is the part that 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 you know, the Bible says we had to be reconciled unto God. We have to be brought back to God from where we were. We were in a, in a place of separation because of our sin, and so Christ came to reconcile us unto God. We cannot be reconciled unto God except through the cross, except through the blood of Jesus, except through Yeshua. That's the only way we're ever reconciled unto God. It's not your religion. It's not your denomination. It's not the Pope. It's not some holy wafer that you put in your mouth or a little sprinkling of water that goes on your forehead. Baptism is not salvation. Eating the sacraments, that's not salvation. Even keeping Passover like we do, that's not salvation. Those are all things that are types and pictures that are supposed to point us toward the cross, that are supposed to say, you know, we're breaking bread and we're drinking this wine and it's supposed to remind us of the sacrifice that Christ gave us. He's become our Passover lamb. So we do these things not for salvation, but in remembrance of what Christ has done for us. Well, I just want to point out that what you're talking about is John chapter 3. And it's leading up to probably the verse that everyone knows, John three sixteen. So right. if you read that whole chapter, yes, it talks about being saved. Yes, absolutely. I, I think in uh, that's usually probably the majority of people they know John three sixteen for God so loved the world that he gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. So there's important things there. Good to read it in context. Absolutely. Also. The moment that we believe, and here, here's the here's the. Um, some people are going to believe you. We'll talk about this on another podcast if we haven't about losing your salvation. We need to start writing this down. Yeah, because we, we, we don't really know what we've done already in a row. But um, but the the point here is uh, the losing your salvation. The scripture there says the moment that you believe, you receive eternal life, and the moment that you believe, you receive eternal life. So we're believing and we're receiving eternal life in the same moment. Eternal life does not begin when I die. Eternal life begins at the moment that I believe. So what is something that is eternal is something that can never go away, something that can never be taken from me. Uh, scripture goes on to say, um, you know, who can remove you from the hands of God? Can the angels, can the heights, can the depths, can, can anything take us from the love that is in Christ Jesus? And the scripture says, no, it can't. Um, the Bible says we are sealed with the Holy Spirit until the day that we are redeemed. And it's called the day of redemption. Um, well, if we want to read John 3, and it's verse 36, I think it's what you're talking about. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Exactly. That's exactly what we're talking about. So, and thank you. She's whooping out scripture, and I love it because it's. Well, I think sometimes, you know, I know you're very knowledgeable, but some people might be like, <laughs> yeah. oh, he's I don't just know if that's in the Bible. No, but it is. That's, and uh, again, yeah, you're right. I, I, 
I think sometimes I, I uh, I'm terrible with numbers. Um, I'm horrible not to book numbers, but I'm horrible with numbers as to where things are in the scripture. But I know they're in there. So a lot of times I rely on my own memory for that. Um, but I think you know when we look at it as a whole, if you the scripture says, and you can look it up, um, that if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my Father. This is a plain statement that Jesus is making, and he's talking about those who claim to be Christians, claim to be born again, claim to love you know uh, who want everlasting life, who want uh, the the glory of God, who want to live in heaven, and he's talking about uh, you know if you deny me in front of men, if somebody asks you and you deny me in front of men, I'll deny you in front of my Father. And so you know when it comes back to this little boy and his father and his father's living as an atheist, his life is an open denial of God. It's an open denial. He's doing it in front of other people. I don't believe in God. I have no need for God. It's foolish. It's, it's you know, they look at it that way. And so they live a life that's openly in denial of God. And the simple fact of the matter is, is when they come down to the day of judgment and they stand uh, before Jesus, before Yeshua, and he goes to judge them, he will check the Lamb's book of life. And if they're not in there, he is going to not deny them before his father. Um, did you find that one? I did. Hey, go ahead. Hold on. Matthew 10. Matthew 10. Oh, hold on. She's still looking. So we'll go back to... Well, it, you, you look and it's got like a bazillion different translations. Oh, yeah. And She's using the... That's another podcast. Is that the Bible app? Yeah. <laughs> the, oh, no. Yeah. It's Matthew 10, 33. Okay. What does it say? But whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. Oh, wow. But so, whosoever shall deny him me before men him will i also deny before my father which is in heaven so that's king james version and there it is and that's my favorite version and so there it is he's saying if we deny him and we confess him before man he confesses us before the father but if we deny him before man he will deny us before his father which is to say in the book of revelations depart from me you workers of iniquity i never knew you and this is this is what people don't understand yes god created everyone yes god knows everyone that's on this earth god is aware of all these people and all the things that they're doing. He sees the wicked. He sees um, the people that he has made righteous. And understand there are no righteous. He makes them righteous. Christ makes us righteous. We don't do that on our own. So he sees the wicked, and he sees those that he has made righteous. But when it comes down to children, when it comes down to family, just like we talked about before, my neighbor kids could come over here in my house, and they would not be mine just because they're here. They're not my children. I would ask them, when are you going home? You're not mine. Get out of my house. It's it's time to go home. Um, so he looks at us the same way. We are not. Every, and you're going to hear this in society. You see it on TVs, movies, magazines, all those things. People go, oh, we're all children of God. Absolutely not. We are not children of God. Only those who have been born again through the shed blood of Messiah are his children. Period. Plain and simple. No one else. And it is. And you could say that's, uh, oh, that's kind of harsh. You're leaving out a whole bunch of people. But the scripture, that's what the scripture clearly indicates is that there are two different. They're the sheep. And the goats, and there's going to be a separation of those two. The Bible says he will separate the sheep from the goats. So in the in the long run, let's get back to kind of the Pope. So the Pope is telling people that as long as you're, even though you're an atheist, as long as you're a good man and God is a good father, you were a good father, God is a good father, he's going to see your goodness and he's going to accept that and he's going to allow you into heaven. So in a set, in essence, the Pope is telling you that what saves you? What, what in that situation saves you? Your works. Your works. He is saying that your works save you. He is not pointing toward the cross and saying only the blood of Yeshua saves you. He could have said something to the little boy to deflect the question. I mean, it's, you know, he could have said, let's talk later away from the group of people. He could have said, um, you know, in reality, I don't know who goes to heaven and hell. 
So I can't answer that. I mean, that's what he could have said to the little boy. He could have said, in reality, I don't really know who goes to heaven and hell. I don't determine that. And he could, you know, he could have told the little boy to sit down. But that is not what he did. I don't think it would be looked on very well for the Pope to say that he doesn't know something. And that's probably true. But in this situation, you cannot, and you can't do what he did, because what he did was lie to. The masses. He lied to millions and millions of people. He told a lie that is not just a lie as in... It's a lie that a lot of people want to believe and yeah. respond to. And it's a, Well, it's a lie that condemns souls uh, to hell and separation from God. Because if they latch onto that, if people believe what he says, then, then anybody goes to heaven. Anybody. You could be a murderer. Uh, you may have done something bad once in your life, but as long as you're good, you can make up for it with your good works. And that is absolutely not true. Your goodness, the Bible says that your goodness, your righteousness, um, is nothing but filthy rags in front of God. When he looks at your righteousness, all he sees is bloody, filthy rags. He doesn't see anything clean in us until Yeshua is in us. We are tainted by sin until we have been born again, until we've been made anew in the Spirit. Um, There's so many things that go, you know, the Bible talks about the cutting of your heart. It's a... um, circumcision of the heart the old heart is cut away and there's a new heart that's placed there um, and the desires of the world are, are cast aside and the new desires of god are placed there this is the whole reason for baptism this is why the catholic church has that wrong baptism is not about salvation i mean it is in a sense the bible says that we are to believe and be baptized we're supposed to have that faith first and then follow out that faith and be baptized because it's an example of the it's death it's, an example it's of the obedience. yes it's the old man dying and the new man rising up so that's what it is but it's a it's a picture it is not a um if if someone lives in let's use africa for example someone lives in africa all their life they place their faith in yeshua as their messiah and they never get baptized do they get to go to heaven yes they do why because their faith their faith is counted as their righteousness and and it is not their works the works are not counted uh toward your salvation they are um the bible says we're laying up our treasures in heaven because of the things that we do as long as we're doing the good works of god um we're laying up treasures there but we are not saved or redeemed by what we do so the bigger problem here is that the Pope pretty much lied. I mean, <laughs> it's not that he didn't know. And he probably condemned a lot of people to hell. Yeah, he didn't. In the process. If Whether wanna... he, I, I, don't ne- I don't necessarily believe he did it on purpose. I think he just didn't want to make the little boy feel bad, but he needed to understand the repercussions of his stature. Yeah. And he just, you know, I don't think, again, I don't think he, um, I don't think, you know, and the sad thing is I think that was his best intention. I think he spoke to what he knew, his his best intentions. I don't think he spoke to um, be upsetting. Um, But yeah, it didn't really work out so well. So back to the guy that I was talking to earlier, uh, about earlier, the guy who was telling me that people were um, idiots because they believed in organized religion. And and, and to the point, I think he was jaded probably by his uh, upbringing in the Catholic Church. He looks at that as organized religion. That's a that's a huge problem for him because of all well, the things. Well, it is very that, organized. Oh yeah, it's it's highly organized, um, and I agree with him to a point that organized religion is a problem. Scripture never shows us. Um, it says uh, religion pure and undefiled is is helping the widows and, and the orphans and but clothing. But it's transformed and, into something. Well, yeah it's completely changed i think we you know this is 2018 so when people are listening to this podcast in the year 3033 and you're listening to the podcast you're like oh did you hear this um 
Hopefully, I'm sure somebody will care to listen to it. Oh yeah, um, we'll be all over the place by then. Our bazillion grandkids. <laughs> we'll be huge. So. <clears throat> anyway, so that's you know that's our take. If you want to look up the video, check it out on YouTube. I'm sure you'll see it. It'll probably um, bother you a little bit. Um, or it should at yeah. least bother you a little bit. Uh, so do that. Uh, check us out on Facebook and on. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter <coughs> under the Abnormal Christian. And you can send us an email, theabnormalchristian at gmail.com. Yeah, sorry for all the coughing. Um, it happens when we do these podcasts. Mm. So anyway, that's that's it for us this episode. Check us out in the next episode, and we will... Worship. Yes. Talk to you later. Bye.